0: From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for Wednesday, March 21st, 2018. We welcome in to talk the NFL Draft. It's snowing, by the way. And to talk the NFL Draft, Mr. Danny A good afternoon. How's it going, man? It's actually evening. It's 6 Eastern. I don't know why I uh, still refer to it as... Uh, Daytime, because it's not the afternoon. I'm good. How are you? Not bad. Not bad at all. Okay. Um, we're going to start with the Jets, uh, because since we talked, they made this big trade up to number three in the draft, um, and and we'll go through some of free agency, but but just how you see this shaking out now at the top of the draft. Browns, your Giants, my Jets, now one, two, three. It was by the jets uh, i you
1: know you and i were talking about it a little bit over the weekend and uh you know now that i have to digest it a little bit i honestly don't think they you know i don't say really they gave up a lot um they, you have to move up in those spots it's it, uh history tells us you're giving up a first round pick and future picks whether in the first second third whatever they might be uh what what's interesting about it is that if you are the Jets that you felt so strongly for one player one way or the other? Why would you go to three and not two? Um, this, in turn, puts, I think, the Giants in a really big problem that I think they, they should really look at, it, and that's trading down. Um, now, their play might be the most valuable pick in the draft if you're looking for a specific player.
0: I, I am with you uh, 1000%. So let's go there because it's a fascinating um, possibility. Number one, in my book, the Jets had to have somebody in mind. Um, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, I have to have more than one person in mind because when you trade the three, you don't know who you're getting. So clearly, it looks like they are smitten with three quarterbacks. Um, I, I, I was not impressed. I love Josh Allen against AM. I didn't see a lot of Josh Allen after that, but, uh, sorry, Josh Rosen, excuse me. Um, but it didn't seem like, uh, a lot of people were overly thrilled with his 2017. Sam Darnold did not have a good t- 2017, turned the ball over too much. Uh, Baker Mayfield, um, is Johnny Manziel 2.0? He's fiery, he's short, he can run and pass, and he occasionally gets makes some boo boos. Um, what is your read? And, and Josh Allen's the big unknown. What is your read right now for how you would rate these quarterbacks one through four in the draft?
1: I think that the number one guy that's been going to go off the board, whether he's supposed to be or not, is going to be Darnold. I think he's the one that's probably more multiple to different systems you know all indications are he's a good guy he likes football he is a good teammate um that turnover stuff you know i think a lot of times happens you know in college in the nfl from a quarterback position where you try too hard he lost a lot of talent from his 2016 team to 2017. um he closed the season strong but you know if it were me taking one of these quarterbacks i you know, I was, again, looking for the second round where you find better value than maybe a first-round guy. There's a lot of pressure attached to these guys when they come out. Uh, you know, they're coming from big-name programs. So there's always more spotlight on these guys. And if I just put my money on three going first and if the Browns don't take one, then they're really risking not having another quarterback. You know, my money's on John Darnold going first. And then from there, you know, is anyone get, you know, Rosen did put on a pretty good pro day. He's a little more mobile than people give him credit for. He has a big arm. His attitude seems to be the big issue. Um, again, these kids are, are 20, 21 years old. There's no reason to say that at 21, he's going to be the same person at 30. But, you know, as an NFL team, we're investing a lot in these players. I think it goes Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield, and then Allen, are the way the quarterbacks shake up, you know, going down in the draft.
0: Um. Let's now look specifically uh, for for the for the three teams that are involved. The Browns have Tyrod Taylor bridge quarterback to whoever is next, or potentially the quarterback if Tyrod Taylor shows us something that he hasn't before. Sam Darnold is on record saying he uh, does not, or, or not is on record, but is, is through sources on record saying he doesn't want to go to Cleveland and could consider pulling an Eli. Uh, number one, do you think? Or, uh, who do you think the Browns will pick? And 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 if you think it's it's uh, Darnold, do you think he says no? And I think you have got Darnold and Rosen mixed up a little
1: bit. I think Darnold's okay with going to Cleveland if he goes there. But again, I think Cleveland takes Darnold. I I, I just don't know how well you know. Rosen or Mayfield or Allen would necessarily mesh with what they have there right now as far as, um, you know, personnel is concerned and their coaching staff. Uh, I think that if you're the Browns, you have two options. You trade out again and and roll the dice with what you have and get more picks and then eventually be in the same spot again next year because, to be honest, that's, that's what they've proven they're good at. Um, or you take the quarterback. Uh, I think that they're going to go quarterback. I know there's been a lot of talk about Barkley and everything else like that, but he has to take the quarterback to agree them. That puts us at the Giants number two, and again, I think they're the most valuable pick in the draft. And one reason why that is is because once Darnold get off, gets off the board, whoever is enamored with whoever's left is going to be calling them and asking them to possibly trade out, and Possibly like Denver, Buffalo, um, even teams like Miami that not necessarily are on the radar right now, potentially move up there, but could. So, you know, if you're the Giants, unless you're Pink Rosen is the next best thing, I I trade out of that pick. I I moved back a little bit in the first round. You can still get great value there, some key positions that they need, offensive line, defensive line, possibly secondary as well. And then you're armed with an arsenal for this year and next year. So I think there's quarterbacks to be taken. Do I love the guys at the top? Not necessarily. If I was a GM, I wouldn't want to be in that spot that those teams are in. But I think that if I'm the Giants GM, I'm, I'm taking calls and listening and, and seeing if I can get a middle you know, top 10 pick and possibly another early pick in the second round this year and, you know, be able to draft three players within the top 40 and then really be set from a longevity standpoint with what it
0: is they're going to do. Um, all right, let's look at the Jets now. Josh McCown back on a one-year deal. Teddy Bridgewater, that is a one-year deal. So $10 million to McCown, $5 million to Bridgewater. Um, Clearly, with that trade in the market for a quarterback, now, in in the context of these two signings, do you think it was the right move for the Jets? So, the Bridgewater deal is actually pretty interesting, because I read somewhere that only $500,000 is guaranteed, so there's a potential that Bridgewater is cut
1: during camp with no really financial uh, burden left to the Jets. That's an interesting one to keep an eye on, a lot of it's incentive-based, but... Um, you know, I've been I read a lot of Burt Breer and and his takes on this stuff and one thing that he's been saying is that teams are more open to throwing as many options as possible at quarterback and seeing which one sticks. And if you are the Jets, you have ten million invested in McCown, right now only five hundred thousand dollars invested in Bridgewater and then your first round pick which is probably you know, three to four million dollars depending on you know how the contract is structured. But really you have about fifteen million dollars Allocated to the quarterback, and you're hoping that one of those guys is going to hit for you. So, it's not it's an uncommon strategy. We saw the Eagles do it a couple years ago and they had Bradford Wentz and uh, Chase Daniels on the roster. We saw, um, uh, got, uh, the Bears do it last year And they had Mike Glennon, Mark Sanchez, and, and Trubisky in the roster. We saw the Vikings do it with, with their roster. So, um, it seems to be more of a common practice as to how teams are approaching the quarterback position, especially if they're in limbo. Um, but if you the Chets, you really didn't give up a lot. Yeah, they gave draft capital to move up, but I still think if you look at some other draft day trades, like the Redskins and the Eagles and uh, the Rams, when they moved up number one to get golf, I think they actually made out pretty well when you consider what they had to give up.
0: By the way, are you a believer in Bridgewater? He hasn't played in a while. Um... You know, he had a brutal injury. Some questions if he would ever come back from it. Uh, do you believe in him?
1: I think if he's giving a shot with the right people, I think he can succeed. He uh, didn't turn the ball over a lot. He's not a big-armed guy. He's not going to push the ball downfield, but he can definitely manage the game for you. He has some mobility. What, what's left of that mobility? I, I don't know. He's still only 25 years old. You know, I think that... If he's given an opportunity, he can succeed. Uh, you know, you always want in the back of your mind how these players are going to react after an injury like that. But, you know, when training camp comes around, he's going to be two years removed from the injury. He should have his confidence back. And he has to have it if he wants to keep playing because he's going to be fighting for his roster spot. So I, I think he could be successful. Uh, whether the Jets think that or not, well, you know, time will tell. But I wouldn't be surprised if he has an opportunity to play plays well and potentially it that. That guy moving forward for them, it, for whatever reason, the guy that drives doesn't pan out, but we'll see. He's not guaranteed a roster spot at this point.
0: Should I be happy that the Jets signed Kai Santos to be their new kicker, one year, two million dollars?
1: Uh, yeah, so I don't know how you. you can get over a kicker, but you gotta, I guess, be in position to win those games to find out if that value's there.
0: Um, in all seriousness Jermaine Johnson five years 72 and a half million one of the biggest splashes money wise in all free agency the Jets lock him down as a good corner look we've needed corners in this post um, kind of read this um, Antonio Cromartie regime in the Jets they also re signed Morris Claiborne one year 7 million dollars I, I, I like the signing I don't know a ton about him but I like it the Jets needed to spend money in the secondary and they did what's your take on this?
1: He's a good player. He's definitely going to bring some physicality to that, that defense. I, I like what they just have done on defense. They got one of the top linebackers out there, Williamson. They had a the top corner out there. They brought back Claiborne. They saw those two young guys, May and uh, Adams in the secondary. Yep. They, they have a, a good a good defense there, a good building block. And you throw in some other people like, you know, um, that no tackle they have. Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head.
0: Leonard Williams. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Leonard Williams, and uh, they have, you know, Lee at linebacker, and they have some pieces there. So I like what they did on their defense side of the ball. Uh, Free agency is what it is. You're going to have to pay if you want that guy to come to your team, and uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, honestly, I like the Jets' core makeup right now. They do need a quarterback. They do need a tight end, and they never seem to know what they want at running back. But – uh, we'll see what, what Crowell does for them there. But they have a, a decent team. There's no reason why they can't fight potentially for, you know, a 500 record next year if everything goes, goes to, you know, the way they need it to go. But, you know, they showed last year with the team that they had, which was a bunch of nobodies, and they were picked to go 0-16. And if you have the right people in the locker room that are listening to the coaching staff that you, you can get anywhere, and this is all with – uh, rumors flying around that their offensive coordinator was a,
0: a dick. So <laughs> apparently, is the right guy in place right now. That, that yeah, was Jamie really, Bates. yeah. With uh, McCown and those quarterbacks,
1: so um, he comes from a, a good tree, the Sean Payton tree. So we'll, we'll see what they can bring to the table in 2018. But I, I like what they've done. You know, if you got to ask me right now, who's a better team, them or the Giants in New York? It's them.
0: Um. Alright, you and I did not, this, this deal looks suspicious from the start and, and this is what I want to get to. Danny Amendola leaves the wonderful confines of New England and goes to Miami, two years, $12 million. Something was odd about that.
1: Yeah, I mean up here a lot of the talk has been that the... The chemistry within the locker room this past year with all the Tom Brady drama, Bill Belichick drama, the Seth Wickersham article, that people were looking to get out. And you saw some key pieces like Amy Mandola, Lewis, um, Malcolm Butler, and Amy leaving. But, you know, let's be clear Dion Lewis and Malcolm Butler were never coming back. The, the Butler. Was, the writing was on the wall last year when they got Gilmore. They gave him the money that they were going to give Butler and Butler ended up getting more just from his initial deal. Dion Lewis, they got off the scrap heap for nothing. And to pay $17 million to a running back in New England in that system is never happening. So those two guys were never coming back. People were that surprised that they did it. You know, they just stopped being, uh, real with themselves. Nate Soldier was going to be tough for them to keep too. But, you know, he, he chose the money, I guess, in this sense, and uh, he took it. And Amadolith, I think, did a little the same. You know, he took pay cuts for three consecutive years, won two Super Bowls, came up big when he had to, and he, I think, told himself, you know, I, I dealt with a lot of stuff there. I got hurt, you know, with uh, thrown down the depth chart, you know, when Edelman came up and Cooks came up. Uh, I've given everything I could to them, and Now's my opportunity to make some money before I think it's time for me to go. and I think that's what he did. Whatever chemistry issues they had in that locker room, we'll never know. But if I were him in the same spot, if all I wanted to do was win, then then, yeah, I'd probably stay in New England. But I can imagine being there for five years, the drain that it takes on you mentally to keep going back in there and
0: possibly dealing with some of the issues they had this year. Talking about NFL free agency, you called it Kirk Cousins to the Vikings, Case Keenum to the Broncos. Do you think both of them made the right move?
1: Well, from a financial standpoint, I'm sure they both did. You know, <laughs> Keenum got what 17 million to 20
0: million dollars uh, a year, and, and Kirk Cousins got 86 million
1: dollars guaranteed. So, I think from a financial standpoint, they both made out. You know, both were one was undrafted, and one was like a fourth round pick. Uh, both as far as NFL quarterbacks are in the middle tier of, of where you're going to be as far as production is concerned. The better situation is definitely Minnesota. They have a better team. You have to play inside eight games a year, throw in the Detroit game nine games a year. So he, you know, he can definitely put up the numbers he wants to put up. Uh, Cam is going to be interesting. I don't know exactly how he's going to replicate what he did last year, but Denver thinks they have a plan for him, so we'll see what they have. But as far as the individual, like got out best, it was definitely Cousins. More money, better team, better playing situation, and uh, we'll, we'll see. But he is going to have to beat Aaron Rodgers, and that's what he's going to be measured against. So we'll see if he can, you know, pull that off. You know, twice a year, potentially three if they meet in the playoffs.
0: Thanks for bringing that up. The Packers cutting Jordy Nelson was really odd to me. Another really peculiar free agency cap move.
1: Yeah, the the Green Bay Packers are always one of those teams that invest a lot in the players they have. They rarely go out into free agency and make splashes. I think when you look at Green Bay, they've had the ability to turn out wide receivers because of the ability of their quarterback. Um, Jordy Nelson... He was one of my favorite players to watch. He always showed up. He put up good numbers. He was a a good team guy, and you know, Rogers has lost some players that you know he probably considered you know really close to him and and helped him be successful. But at that cap number with the resigning of Devontae Adams, I'm not too shocked. But the signing of Jimmy Graham should offset some of the production that Jordy got, and. They do have some wide receivers and you know, Geronimo Allison and um, Todd Davis that I, I think can help chip in. And I, I think really when you're looking at it, the Packers, if they can keep Rodgers upright, if their offensive line can, can play 16 games a year, they can get some production from their running game, I, I don't think it really matters who else is out there. But it did to see them go. It would be interesting how we fit in Oakland. I don't necessarily know. You know, what Oakland has done this year or why they're doing what they're doing but um, you know, the backers are going to be an interesting, interesting situation but I think if Rodgers is healthy that's all that really matters
0: um, and um, I was going to say something oh yes and and uh, Mohamed Wilkerson from the Jets they signed to help uh, their pass rush on the defensive side to hopefully get some good vibes going to give Rodgers better field position um, anything else in free agency that stuck out to you?
1: All I know is that you know, these reports came out days leading up to the free agency where players might sign, and I don't think a lot of that really ever came to fruition. Jaguars buckled down on their uh, uh, ground and pound situation by signing Norwell. It was a big loss, I think, for the Giants. If I were the Giants, I would think I would rather have had him than, than Solder but that's just the way it fell uh, for them. And Jomakin, too, getting cut was interesting. We'll see where he lands up. A lot of signs are pointing to the Rams, which would be interesting. You know, they, they would have a pretty
0: formidable defensive tackle combination if that were to come true. Yes, um,
1: other than that, you know, it's interesting how some of these players move and where they move to. The Titans basically have signed. Every ex Patriot that that comes to mind: Deion Lewis, Logan Ryan, Malcolm Butler, um, Mike Vrabels their head coach. So the the dots that these uh, connections that these players have, I think, are oh, a lot. Uh, you know, far away in free agency, and with some of these players, you know, that definitely came true. But I don't think there are too many surprises besides maybe some casualties, like you said, Jordy Nelson, uh, Jimmy Graham, Richard Sherman, those guys, but. But um, overall, I think free agency, kind of played out the way uh, I thought it would. And the people with the most cap they just got the players they wanted.
0: Danny Flicka, thank you, as always, uh, for joining us to talk whatever is on your mind here on Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. All right, thanks, for having a good night. Uh, yep, and uh, you too. And thank you all for listening to this edition of Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling. Have, have a good night, everybody.